This is episode 184 of the e-commerce coffee break podcast. Today I have Dilipan Shiva of Opscribe.io on the show and we talk about how you can deliver a powerful customer experience that keeps customers coming back. Let's dive into it. This is the e-commerce coffee break. A top-rated Shopify growth podcast dedicated to Shopify merchants and business owners looking to grow their online stores. Learn how to survive in the fast-changing e-commerce world with your host, Klaus Lauter, and get marketing advice you can't find on Google. Welcome welcome, welcome to, to the, the show. show. Hello and welcome to another episode of the e-commerce Coffee Break podcast. Today we want to talk about retention. We want to talk about how to bring back customers to buy more from you. Customer lifetime, obviously a very important factor, specifically with rising ad costs. Therefore, you want to bring back as many customers that you already had. So with me on the show as a guest, I have Dilipa Jiva. He's the founder and CEO of Upscribe.io, and they're enabling subscription services for merchants. But prior to Subscribe, he built growth teams for three B2B e-commerce startups, all of which have been acquired and also led retail partnerships for Twitter commerce as well as a social commerce for eBay. Before entering the technology sector, he spent several years advertising Fortune 500 CPG companies, including PepsiCo, Unilever, and other emerging market retail companies out there. He also, also received an MBA from Harvard Business School and a BA from University of California at Berkeley. So he has a vast background when it comes to technology and e-commerce. And I want to welcome to the show. Hi, Dilip, and how are you today? Doing well, Klaus. Thanks for having me here. You're welcome. Let's talk about subscription-based businesses. Obviously, that's a huge topic right now. What got you into e-commerce to start with? Just give me an overview. How did you get started in this whole landscape of business? I was working with Unilever, very big global multinational, does some amazing work around the world, and was in the early days of then and other CPG companies like Pepsi thinking about oh, wow, online is growing. This is now, just to be clear, 10, 15 years ago. So online is growing. How do we think about e-commerce? And as they were entering that, I was like, wow, there's so much happening here. And the tools to power online commerce were just starting. So this is before even we had Shopify. And so I was starting to see all of this happen. But because I had come from the CPG, the consumer packaged goods world with Unilever, many people buy these products on a recurring basis because you want to have soap, not once, but every month, for example, or you want to have coffee. With that background, when I think about e-commerce, I already thought about a consumable good you would buy more than once. Yeah, obviously it has a lot to do. And I think you said that you buy it more than once. So it's a lot of being convenience in, involved in there. You don't need to think about it. It's delivered all the time. I think that's where most of the impact is on subscription-based businesses. Now you mentioned with Shopify, things have become easier. Subscription, as I said, is on the rise. It's a big part of every marketing strategy of merchants. Tell me a little bit about where are the biggest challenges of implementing a subscription into your business? The biggest challenge for individuals is understanding which products to enable for subscription. It's not as easy as saying these ones sell the most and you should enable it, although many merchants do that. When we work with merchants, we do an analysis to understand which products should you enable to subscription and test and iterate from there to then understand how best to grow. Because you could turn on subscription for every product and then result in a lot of churn because those products are not the most likely to 
increase your lifetime value or LTV. You mentioned churn. Not everyone knows this term. What does churn mean and what kind of impact does it have on your business? Yeah, so churn is an important concept. In addition to lifetime value, which is what is the value of a customer over the course of how long they are buying your product or products, churn is if they do subscribe and then they choose to cancel, you've now had a churn in your business, right? So that's how we think about those two metrics are really important. Lifetime value LTV and what is the churn rate for a business when we think about recurring revenue and subscriptions. So how do you get these two things together in a possible way into your business on how to make that work? We focus a lot on churn because we are an enabling tool for subscriptions. We focus a lot on very simple things like if a customer or subscriber is skipping a product, skipping their shipment saying, okay, I don't need it this month. What can we learn from there? Is the frequency too much? Is there another reason they don't like the product? So we're using surveys and very soon data science and AI to understand what's happening with that customer so we can prevent that churn. If we can prevent the churn, the money that the merchant spent to acquire that customer will go wasted. You said AI might help there, data helps there. What kind of KPIs are you looking into to run churn as one, but are there other KPIs that you're looking at? when you set up your subscription business? Those are the main ones, Klaus, is primarily the lifetime value as well as churn. I would say it's the main two pieces and no surprise, what do those relate to? They relate to making more money and then saving more money, which are probably the two most important things in any business. We can complicate it with all different kinds of KPIs and metrics, but it comes down to those two things, right? Money in, money out. And so we wanna be very clear that if you're spending money to acquire a customer that you have a very low churn rate. And most companies will have a churn rate, say, between, say, 10, 20, 30 percent, which is quite high. We want to get that number to the single digits if possible. When it comes to motivate someone to sign up for a subscription, what kind of strategies do you have to motivate them? The simplest one is to offer a discount. Whether you're buying and subscribing on Amazon or using our solution and you're buying directly from a brand, like a coffee brand you might love or a tea brand you might love, the, the easiest one is, hey, you'll save 20% on a recurring basis by subscribing. That's the basic, but what we're really excited about is where is this going to go in the future? And this is where the loyalty and the membership really come in. So what do I mean by that? It's not just offering a discount on each order, but do you get other exclusive perks or benefits by subscribing? That's where the industry is going now. Many of the fastest growing brands that we focus on are moving from subscription to more of a membership and loyalty and rewards flow. You know, that's very interesting that you mentioned that goes one step ahead and involves a lot of different areas that were in the past looked at separate, but at the end of the day, it's one customer. So you want to bring all of this together. Now you mentioned coffee, tea. Are there any specific industries or verticals where subscription works very well? Yeah, I would say the, the most obvious ones is food and beverage, right? Health and wellness is a huge vertical. So this is like supplements, vitamins, smoothie powders, whatever that might be. People don't think about this, but it's really important vertical, beauty cosmetics. A lot of people subscribe to specific beauty and cosmetic brands. And then whole goods would probably be the category number four which is paper towels, all of those pieces. But I would say the top three are really health and wellness, food and beverage, and beauty cosmetics. 
that drive the industry. Okay. So if you have a business that is somewhere in that range, then it might be interesting. Now, when it comes to the usability, UX, putting it into your store, are there any kind of best practices on when to show or when to offer a subscription? Yeah. In terms of acquiring a subscriber, what we've found is many of the fastest growing brands that we work with, they actually have a specific marketing campaigns focused on the most loyal potential customer who can become a subscriber. So what they're doing is, yes, you can have it on your PDP or product detail page. More important is to add maybe even a full landing page driven by an affiliate partner or an ambassador that lays out why you should subscribe, not even offering the one-time option. So that we find to be very effective. Again, brands need to figure out which product or products really work well that way. We find brands that have very low skew count or product count do really well with a singular landing page focused on subscription. So do you think it would make sense to then not only to have your usual product detail page, but on top of that, create a separate landing page only for a campaign to increase your subscription numbers? Is that right? That's right. That's what we see the best in class brands do because what they're focusing on then is who are my most loyal customers? You probably know the classic metric of 80-20, where 20% of your customers are driving 80% of your revenue. How are you best serving that 20%? It's not that you don't serve the 80% with the main page and the product listing page and the product detail page, but can you serve this loyal customer with a specific offering? Yeah, you're talking my language. Loyal listeners of the show will know that I'm a big fan of the 80-20 rule. And then th that's absolutely right there. Now, when it comes to the communication with your subscriber, I think that's a very important factor to keep them at bay and having them coming back. Are there any strategies like email marketing, SMS marketing or whatsoever you are using to just keep them informed and remind them that they are a subscriber? Yeah, we actually launched late last year a really amazing product called Reorder. So our main product is enabling subscriptions. How do you buy on a recurring basis? There are some customers that 20% that want to subscribe. They know they want this product. They want it on a recurring basis. Some customers are in the camp of, hey, I want to try this out and I'll reorder this product, but I'm not ready yet to get locked into a subscription. So we have a product where it looks back at the order history for an individual customer and says, okay, if they bought twice, and let's say, for example, there's a 45-day gap between two purchases, we can then send them an email, sometimes SMS, but more likely email saying, hey, Klaus, would you like to reorder this product? And then in the email, it'll say, have a reorder button. If you click the reorder button, it'll pre-populate a cart and make it very easy to check out. If you're not ready, you can click snooze and it will then automatically remind you in a week or two. So what does this do for those customers? And by the way, many of the time, like I'm actually one of these customers, I prefer to be nudged gently than locked into a subscription. Yeah, that's a very smart move. I like that. I'm with you. I would rather reorder than sign up for a subscription, but it might be something that is a like a soft step into a subscription. So I think that's a very interesting strategy that you have there. Now, when it comes to implementation, a subscription program, not only from a technical side, but also from the administrative side of a business, 
what kind of homework does a merchant need to do before they can really get started? So there isn't much homework beyond because we do a lot of when we onboard a merchant of that data analysis to understand exactly what to do. Best practice would be to actually say, hey, I think we've done some of our own analysis. We think we should enable these three products with this level of discount. But what we can do is actually take and do the analysis ourselves. And this is where I think we differentiate is we actually look at past order and sales data to then set up the program versus just saying, let's just enable every product on subscription. You could do that, but it's not really leveraging data. And I don't believe that many merchants are using data in the right way. We're in a world right now where we have so many tools, but the tools are not what I would call smart. Does that make sense? Meaning they're not leveraging data to do something. It's more like, here's a dashboard, here's a tool. And we're saying, we're going to do that for you. Yeah, I think that's very critical for a lot of merchants. As I said, oftentimes they just get another dashboard out of the 20 they already have, and then they're on their own to figure it out. Now, when it comes to customers using that, who's your perfect customer? Yeah, our perfect customer is brands who are in health and wellness, food and beverage, beauty, cosmetics. They're fast growing. Most of our brands are growing at least 10% month over month, if not even more than that. They have a smaller SKU count. So it's generally not the brands that have 50, 100 more and more products. They're hyper-focused on these brands and they do a lot of selling through direct-to-consumer as well as wholesale or retail. Okay. I know that you have a Shopify app. Are there also other APIs or solutions that other merchants can use it as well? Um, so we are right now focused on Shopify. We plan to expand beyond Shopify down the road. We're looking at big commerce. There is an opportunity that we're exploring also in the wholesale market. So if you think about... Right now, the most of our conversation has been around direct-to-consumer. Ten years ago, even five years ago, many merchants were direct-to-consumer only. I don't know any brands right now who are launching who are not doing retail and direct-to-consumer at the same time. And so you think about what's important. How do we enable this journey? The wholesale reorder subscriptions don't exist right now. It's almost like what D2C looked like 10 years ago. So we're focused on doing both things for merchants because the merchants now are doing D2C and they're doing retail. It's very rare to find a merchant just doing D2C now, which is like more so the case 10 years ago. No, it makes perfect sense. Where can people find out more about you? Check out our website, unscribe.io. They can email us. We have a form. They can sign up and learn more about our platform and where we're going. And just to be very clear, when they reach out to us, we would be more than happy to do the data analysis gratis. We could have a conversation. We really want to adopt the approach about educating the industry here on the importance of recurring revenue, whether that be through subscriptions or reorder. So happy to just talk about what we know and how we think about the space and how we can be helpful, whether it be around an, a singular landing page or other tips and tricks that we know that we can share. I'm sure a lot of listeners will take you up on that. Before we come to the end, obviously the most important question is what's the pricing? What's the structure of your fees? Basically, we operate on a percent per transaction. So every recurring transaction that we enable for the merchant, we take a cut of that revenue. Okay, that's very, very straightforward. Cool. Yeah, thanks so much for giving us an overview of subscription and how to increase the lifetime customer value in your business. I think it's a must-have for every merchant out there. And I would strongly recommend that they would reach out to you and at least give an overview of a data analysis of if their business is really suitable for that. Thanks so much. Thank you, Klaus. 
And that's a wrap for this episode. I hope you found today's episode informative and actionable. As a reminder, we have a growing community of e-commerce professionals where you can share your insights, ask questions and learn from other merchants. If you're interested in joining, please visit our website at ecommercecoffeebreak.com and sign up for the community. And don't forget to subscribe, rate and review our podcast to stay updated on the latest marketing trends and strategies for Shopify e-commerce merchants. See you next time.